This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 927, The Anger Iceberg, by Kyle Benson of Gottman.com. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for joining me on the show today. My name is Greg Audino. I am your host and narrator, and I am very excited to do what we do every weekday, and that is catch up on some great relationship-oriented content. Today, we'll learn about a really important part of a healthy, sustainable relationship, and that's anger. Anger, as our author Kyle Benson goes on to say, is one of our basic emotions, but given its sensitivity and volatility, mastering it is absolutely key to maintaining relationships with other people. He's got some tips for us, which we'll get to now, but do stick around for After the Post as I'll have a new piece of listener advice from our Vibly community about one thing to do before you die. That'll be later on, but first let's give Kyle's work the floor and start optimizing your life. The Anger Iceberg by Kyle Benson of Gottman.com Have you ever wondered why we get angry? According to psychologist Daniel Goleman, quote, Emotions are, in essence, impulses to act, the instant plans for handling life that evolution has instilled in us. End quote. In his book, Emotional Intelligence, Goleman tells us that anger causes blood to flow to our hands, making it easier for us to strike an enemy or hold a weapon. Our heart rate speeds up and a rush of hormones, including adrenaline, create a surge of energy strong enough to take, quote, vigorous action. In this way, anger has been ingrained into our brain to protect us. The Purpose of Anger If you are unsure of why you are feeling angry, try thinking of anger like an iceberg. Most of an iceberg is hidden below the surface of the water. Similarly, when we're angry, there can be other emotions hidden beneath the surface. It's easy to see a person's anger, but it can be difficult to see the underlying feelings the anger is protecting. For example, Dave believed he had an anger problem. When his wife would make a request of him, he would criticize her. He didn't like his reactions, but he felt he couldn't help it. As he worked on discovering his dreams within conflict and started noticing the space between his anger and his actions, he opened up the door into a profound realization. He didn't really have an anger problem. Instead, he felt like his wife was placing impossible demands on him. By seeking to understand and accept his anger, rather than fix or suppress it, he began to improve his marriage by recognizing his anger as a signal for a need, a need to set healthy boundaries for what he would and would not do. Dave's story points out an important concept. As Susan David, Ph.D., author of Emotional Agility, says, quote, Our raw feelings can be the messengers we need to teach us things about ourselves and can prompt insights into important life directions. End quote. Her point is that anger can be symptomatic of other unexpressed emotions. Anger as a Protector of Raw Feelings According to Paul Ekman's research, anger is one of the six basic emotions identified in the Atlas of Emotions, along with disgust, fear, happiness, sadness, and surprise. Anger is felt by everyone at one point or another, and it's completely valid as its own emotion. However, there are times when other emotions are spurring the anger, and we use anger to protect the raw feelings that lie beneath it. Underneath Dave's anger was pure exhaustion and a feeling that he wasn't good enough for his wife. So, 
his anger was formed by that disappointment with himself and protected him from deeply painful shame. Learning to recognize anger as not only a basic valid emotion, but also as a protector of our raw feelings can be incredibly powerful. It can lead to healing conversations that allow couples, as well as children and parents, to understand each other better. Pictured in this post is what we call the anger iceberg, because it shows other emotions and feelings that may lurk below the surface. Sometimes it's embarrassment, loneliness, depression, or fear. Other times it's a combination of several feelings. Three tips for listening to anger. One of the most difficult things about listening to a child or lover's anger, especially when it's directed at us, is that we become defensive. We want to fight back as our own anger boils to the surface. If this happens, we get in a heated verbal battle which leaves both parties feeling misunderstood and hurt. Here are three powerful tips for listening to anger. Don't take it personally. Your partner or child's anger is usually not about you. It's about their feelings. To not take someone else's anger personally requires a high level of emotional intelligence. One of the ways I do this is to become curious about why they're angry. It's much easier to become defensive, but I've found thinking, wow, this person is angry. Why is that? Leads me on a journey to discover the dreams or feelings within the anger. This brings us closer together. Don't ever tell your partner to calm down. When I work with couples and one of the partners gets angry, I have witnessed the other partner saying, calm down, or you're overreacting. This communicates to the recipient that their feelings don't matter and are not acceptable. The goal here is not to change or fix your partner's emotions, but rather to stand on their anger iceberg with them, unless of course their anger is harmful or destructive to your well-being. Communicate that you understand and accept their feelings. When you do this well, your partner's anger will subside. Not to mention they will feel heard, which builds trust over time. Maybe you grew up in a family where anger wasn't allowed, so when your partner expresses it, it feels paralyzing and you freeze. Or maybe you try to solve their anger for them because their anger scares you. Open yourself up to experiencing everyone's full spectrum of emotions. Identify the obstacle. Anger is often caused by an obstacle blocking a goal. For example, if your partner's goal is to feel special on their birthday and their family member missing their special day makes them angry, identifying the obstacle will give you insight into why they're angry. The bottom line is that beneath everyone's anger lies a reason. Although it's a valid emotion on its own, remember that anger can also indicate other emotions that need to be addressed or validated. It's your job to understand and sit with your partner in their anger, unless it's blended with any of the four horsemen or constitutes abusive behavior. By doing so, you will not only help them to understand their anger, but you will become closer to them in the process. You just listened to the post titled, The Anger Iceberg, by Kyle Benson of Gottman.com. And thank you so much to Kyle out of the Gottman Institute for sharing this very informative reminder that we could all use about anger. I think what Kyle mentioned that stood out the most for me is how quick we can be to defend ourselves with anger when we are met by what we perceive to be an attack of anger from someone else. You could go down a whole rabbit hole here about what your anger might say about feeling wrongfully persecuted, disrespected, triggered by a past event, or anything else. And in this case, 
We should seek to become just as curious about our own anger as he encourages us to be about others' anger. Is it always great to get curious and be patient when met with someone else's anger? Of course, it's the best. But it's just hard to do that if we've not first explored our own anger that's come up in past interactions or is lying dormant due to unresolved issues. Therefore, one of the best ways we can meet the anger of others with grace is to first meet our own anger the same way. That's something we can all work on right now and don't need to wait until someone lashes out at us. Some food for thought. But now it is time for another feature from our online group, Vibly. We've been sharing advice provided by listeners like yourselves from the prompts we offer on Vibly. We've been sharing about once a week between Optimal Living Daily, Optimal Relationships Daily over here, and Optimal Living Advice, my other show. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend you guys join via the link in this episode's description if you haven't already. It's a nice way to give others some pointers and join group chats about all the stuff we cover in the OLD network. And us hosts are in there too. We love mingling with all of you guys, of course. And uh, one of our most recent prompts asked listeners to share one thing they think everyone else should do before they die. One of the entries I enjoyed the most came from listener Tess H., who said, quote, Book a flight to somewhere you have never been, alone, or with someone else who has never been. Make it an adventure. Take pictures. Learn different cultures. Eat new things from there. End quote. Greg here again. I love this one. I'm a big traveler myself. There is just so much world out there, so much, and it feels like uh, such a shame, at least to me, to not explore it as much as you can within your means. I've got some great stories about my trips, solo and with others, and uh, once it's safe to get the OLD in-person meetups going again, I would be happy to share some in person. I will say that I have a very limited palate sometimes. Um, My taste hasn't really aged much since I was a toddler, but when I went to Australia, Somehow, I had the courage to try crocodile, mountain duck, emu, and kangaroo. I definitely tried some foods there, per Tess's recommendation, Uh, so hopefully that makes her proud. I will say, though, I haven't touched any of that since I came back. (laughs) Okay, uh, I'm going to get out of here for now. Thanks once more to Kyle and all of you for making this episode possible. There's a lot more where that came from, though. As per usual, we will be back tomorrow with more, so don't miss out. Really hope to see you there for another educational episode better preparing you for your relationships and where your optimal life awaits.